internet, I just do have to go you know, so refresh by the word of what came from the flow, it's what all God's will, because it's all in some of what I'm going to say. Now, let's see, it's about so good. You are so good when you go ahead of me and you can wait for me. I really hate you, doesn't hate you. I don't like Oh God, God is so good. And I was listening and I see quite a few that came up to you talk about the future. Now what do you think the future is? Please let me have it. What do you think the future is? Because many people say I saw a future while you were doing this. I saw a future. And future is not something we ignore. Future is something to deal with. My blood was to tell you something, but we have a ton of people because we never get a chance to do it. But each time I pause the picture and look at it and look at what it's about, or oh, I would say to my wife, well, kids are growing up now, we don't need the baby teacher anymore, but they're not saying to her. But teachers are important. And when we see teachers in the church, we must get up and declare it and do it. Don't leave it for another week because you don't know if you're going to see another week. So when God gives you something in your spirit, you sign it up with the moderator, the pastor, and then you fulfill that. I'm so glad to be here with you today. And um, I've got to cut down some more what I need to say. I'm quite happy with that. I'm going to um, share with you from the word of God, but I'm just going to ask you to stand and do something for me. Um, those of you who can stand, I'm going to ask you other repeat that want to look at each other. We have family here. I want you to say to somebody, I am blessed to be a blessing. I am blessed to be a blessing. Look at the next slide and say, You are blessed to be a blessing. You are blessed to be a blessing. Pastor Neil and tell him, we are blessed to be a blessing. We are blessed to be a blessing. Give him a hand clap. And they will be our future. They 
and I know I spent my entire life growing up in the church. Trust me, coming from the Caribbean, Jamaica, beautiful sunny island, would you like to go there and let me know? Beautiful sunny island from Jamaica, get on the plane, came here. Um, driving down the road, I see all the buildings like factories in the Caribbean, everyone with their bungalows and big land. And I was just a wave of sense of coming here in '69 to join my parents. But you know, all things work together for good. And one of the things my grandmother put in the letter to my mother is she said, Make sure that George goes to church because in the Caribbean. Probably every other street of a church. And I used to get up on a Sunday morning, my grandmother washed me, cook cocoa butter on my body, shorts, and send me off to church. And she wasn't a Christian. <laughs> but that's the tradition. And coming here, as I said, she asked my mother to send me to church, and I went to church, and I said it was great enough. Orthodox Pentecostal church. You don't run. I mean, you don't mess about. You don't mess about. You know, and um, I committed my life there, went to Sunday school, and then got saved. I think at the age of 14 and was baptized. And once you've been baptized in the church, you know, we have in the church called mothers. Is there any mothers in this church? I know a lot of you have children, but God is going to put some mothers in the church. Because going to school and growing up and I was saved, but I would also you know we call it a little semi-gang, you know, just go around and you keep in the church and then you school and anybody that's to anything and everybody buys a little bit of school, you know, we you know, talk to one and stuff like that. But yet I'm also Christian. You know, and I thank God for the people that work with his children. Because I remember my son yeah. came up to me and she talked to me. Are you okay? And that was it. But the mothers of the church now. You know, you know they come in, the mothers are the oh no, that's my parents' generation. Because they're saved in season. And I remember one of them come up to me and say, George, are you saved? And I just have to check. Are you saved? Because I'm just thinking of the things I was doing during the week or two. And you, they just put your fear of God in you. That you, you know, when you come to church, you don't come to play. You come to meet with God. You come to have a relationship with God. And those mothers, when we have service finish and altar call, they would make sure all the young people come to the altar. So that you don't want to do it by day. Sit in your seat and everybody that comes here and put you here. That's why I said it was an orthodox Pentecostal church. When you are saved, you're supposed to be saved, as a sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit. And tell your brother to yourself if he's in Brixton, it was not nice. So, you know, I appreciate those encouragements. When we used to go to, is it Life group. Yet again, they were there. 
people. And if we started to run off in the third day, wake up and they started to lay hands on you, they started to pray over you. <laughs> so there was no getting away from it. <laughs> Couldn't get away from it. So it's because they want you to be saved. They want to see you be active in God's house. And then I broke in the church, I was a youth leader for a while until I became old and somebody took over, then I became a deacon. And after that, I was trustee, lay secretary, church secretary. You name the department in the church, George Daddy. <laughs> because they said, You have to do it. But you have to obey them. And I thank God for that harmony life in the church. It helps me. You know, and I, I broke in the church and I didn't know what it is to go to a nightclub. I didn't know what it is to go and dance with the woman in the dark and you don't know what's going on. <laughs> but that was what used to happen, but we never we were saved, sanctified, and holy ghost filled. And I remember I was leading worship service one Sunday because I was also singing in the choir and I saw this beautiful person walking in the church. I was leading worship and they were like, come on, you're worshiping, what, what's this, what, get the flesh playing up now, and I just stayed with the person in the door. You know, I was praying to God to give me a wife, but you know, I think it was far down the road before something happened, and lo and behold, it was a shower man walking the door, and, you know, we, you know, I tried to get to know her, she's trying to be up and Yes, <laughs> but they're hard to get you. <laughs> because you know, I grew up in the country in Jamaica, so they call you a country boy. She grew up in town, she's a city girl. And you know, the crazy city girls don't want country boys. You know, they want people. So, you know, we, and, and in the very gospel church, you get involved with somebody, you have to go to the elders, sit down and talk to you and say, is this the right thing for you? You're a young man and you need to finish your education. Da, 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 da. Come on, give me space. <laughs> you know, some of them didn't prove asking me how long I've been praying for a while, but I didn't want to run so quick. <laughs> and I was young, I was homeless because my parents, my father, grew me up because I became a Christian. I was homeless. My church member took me in and took off me. You see, so I was praying in my life that the Lord give me a wife, you know, because it be my job, it be my Long story short, I'm afraid it was anyway, nine months. Yeah. We had to get married because he didn't want us to fall in sin. You know, and that's the root of things that I like. You don't fall in sin when you fall to men and stuff. You don't go in secrets and Things in public, but in Charmin, I remember having a conversation. You know, it was a stunt of holiness, but somehow we went over And then God, we got my way up to six or nine months, and then we still get on 14, 14 seats. Somebody. And thank God it was a blessing 
God provides for you really to provide for us. And I thank God for that. And there's been a diamond and essence in my life as well. I, you know, she's a very difficult time. Husband, part of scripture I'm going to quote from talks about marriage as well, but I won't go into that today. You know, so look, it's a long story short, but this is where I'm, you know, I brought into the church, spent my life in the Pentecostal church in Europe, went out and pioneered a church for I think six, seven years, and then we went back to the church HQ, and I pastored there as an administration pastor, and then you came and you were here, and I said to Charmaine, this is going to be really settled. And he was in progress. When he said to himself, he was working in It was very difficult to get away from the church that I was in. There were only six pastors there. And it was difficult for them because I was the administration pastor. I told them what to do. You know, it was a nice position where you can, you know, keep on watching the pastor and let them do what they're supposed to do with the ministry. But I had to let it go because it was God's will. Sometimes for us, God's will is difficult to make decisions, but this wasn't a difficult one. I made a decision and somehow, oh, wait, so what's the end that I did in the week that you did? At the gym, I wouldn't Ali. I met Ali at the gym. We were going to the same gym. And every time I go into Jacuzzi, she said, Pastor George, I've got a word for me. I said, why did I have to tell her that I was a pastor? Every time, I want to see you, I've got something to say to you. And uh, she introduced me to this place, to this church, and uh, I came and I you know, checked it out for a while. And it was a bit too hard when I came, but you know, it was God realized me. But you know, it was good that we could share our faith. And we sit in between there. We talked about the Lord, and she said, Let's pray. And I thought, Who's sitting here? We weren't afraid to pray, we just prayed. You know, and uh, I tell you, in the steam room, I said, Just speak again. Has she got words for me, Pastor? And then she, she's so excited for God. She's so bubbling for the Lord. We have a lot of issues in ourselves, but I thank God for that. Crazy. I'm going to share with you this uh, I'm short, but I'm not going to count all of it, but there's one particular verse in um, in Colossians chapter 3 from 12 to 17. That's what I was going to preach to, but I think after this, about, I can only read one of the verses of them. That was in Colossians chapter 3. Um, I'm going to ask you to help you to upstand on your feet, those of you can. I'm going to read those verses from from 12 to 17. I wanted it to be New King James, but I wasn't sure. So let's let us start from now. Put on therefore
when I used to do value visits and you're witnessing to someone, we used to go clear, clear, clear. I would be talking to the person, and the next person beside me would be finding the right scripture to give me the call to these verses. I never did not political values in my own. Strong, but the devil was strong. Trust me, we need to go powered by evangelism. So, as you read in the word, it registered in your brain. You may not remember it, but at the time when you're in difficulties, the Holy Spirit of God just brings scripture into your thoughts. The Bible is my daily food. I have the Bible in the New Testament and when I'm reading the word and sometimes I hide and get tired, I just put the CD on and just there listen to the word read to me. And sometimes I've been reading the scripture for years, but I've never seen it like this, simply because it was read to me. And I was able to see and understand what the word of God was saying. So that's why, you know, Paul was talking to the Galatians church, he said, let the word of Christ dwelt in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. That's the list of things to go through for us to do. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. Is it all right? I'm going to go back and that's it. Now I can turn on my notes. Wisdom when you read the Word of God. Thank you, sis. Wisdom must portray when you read the Word of God. You become wise by reading the Word of God. Teaching. Admonishing one another in Psalms. Have you ever read some of the book of Psalms and David really tells you what it is? And I say, ouch, how could David say this? But he was speaking in heart. He was speaking what he felt in himself. He wasn't hiding it from anyone. Hymns. Oh no, 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 we say hymns is for faithful life and we have these modern songs to do. But if you ever sit and listen to good old hymns and when the word just sank into your spirit and tears just flooding, you just bow on your knees and start to worship God from those good old fashioned hymns. Come on. They are so real that I think the writers of those hymns are better than the modern stuff we listen to. They're very good. But when you sing something and it touches you very hard, it touches something inside of you. It makes you want to worship God more. Spiritual songs. Wow, I fought with that as a young man growing up. Because what influence you is what you listen to. As a young person, we used to listen to these songs, we used to, you know, carry listen to Bob Marley and you know, songs and these heavy stuff. And, you know, you find yourself singing them and you're a Christian. You know, the word influenced us as Christians. 
But the word of God also says in another book that we must put on the old armor of God that will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He brings his music to influence our young people. I remember when my son was at home with us and he's walking around the house with his head going on the ground. <laughs> So I think you know, when you I'm telling you the word. What it's saying. I have to make sure that whatever goes in his spirit is something that can edify it. Because you'll be surprised to know the lot of music that young people listen to, and it's nothing to do with helping them. It's just what they're going through at the time that they need to listen to it. But you have to mark what they do. Encourage them. That and this is not something that you need to do now. Oh, that is how you know, it's all right for you. You're, 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 you're not young. Okay. So you have to balance up what they do. And I said, don't do it for me because they're not in the presence of you can't be too firm with them, but you just have to let the word of God dwell in them richly. I love spiritual songs. When I come here on Sunday, I just peek up the worship team to come out. Because they are the first thing you see when you come into this building. They start to minister to us before anything else. And we must come in the spirit of worship, so that when they started to worship, when they started to sing, they said, well, I just want to go down on my face, flat out on the floor, but you know, I mean, go conservative, I pick up my clothes, and I want to mess it up, but you know, we need to do that. When the sun touches you, like, you need to get down and just worship, and just worship God, because the sun touches the very face of your spirit. You know, it, it, it's not these where we worship that come and practice these songs and spend time doing it and, you know, they minister to us and just sit there like. Ah, the poet is doing <laughs> They are doing a fantastic, they are ministering to us. They are ministering to us all because sometimes when we come to church, we always keep up baggages. And once you walk through those doors, you should be in the presence of God. And here they are, ministering to us in songs. Hymns. And the word of God says spiritual songs. We have to open up our spirit when the worship team is up there. Because they are fantastic ministers in the body of Christ. And you have to give them praise for what they're doing. And I don't think it's just on Sunday. I mean, the worship leader may, during the week, they might hear songs and they speak to their spirit and they have to get them together and get things together and be a servant in the kingdom. So it's not just coming and seeing another flower and stuff. No, no, no. Spiritual song, hymns, singing, with grace in your heart to the Lord. If the word of Christ is within you, it can move into your heart. It can correct your thoughts. It can shape your attitude. 
And these are things that when the word of God sings to us, it corrects you, it shakes you, it makes you think about where you are in serving Christ. That's what the word of God does. He said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. You should have the word of God on you all the time. So that you'll be able to dissect what it's saying. Your behavior, when you're dealing with others, this is what the word of God helps you to do. So that you can deal with difficult situations. Because the word is inside of your spirit. The word is inside of you. So when you're dealing with a difficult manager at your workplace, you're dealing with difficult brothers or sisters, niece, nephew, auntie, cousin, you tell me, I have them, I have to deal with in the past. But because of the word of God inside of me, when I go to them, it's like the Lord prepare you for this meeting and allow you to deal with them in a different way. And not only that, so in the church, you have difficult members. I'm not coming across any yet. <laughs> yet. But when you're in leadership, it does happen. And sometimes, you know, when we deal with members, it's important. I was saying to someone in a previous session, I was in the office and someone said, What school can I go to here? And you listen, I'm like a doctor, right? You like a doctor. And they're sitting there and they talk to you. It's like you give them a, a prescription. They talk to you, you encourage them, you give them a word of encouragement. And soon it's like a prescription. They say, Go out and do this, and the Lord will bless you. Da, 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 da. Mm. And a couple weeks after, they said, Oh, I've done that. I said, No, you know, Pastor, I want to see you again. Then the chapter comes down. Mm-hmm. I said, Just do what we suggest before you come back to me. You have to allow the word of God inside of you that I, I just give them the word. I listen to their complaints. I, you know, I, I did some form of counseling, spiritual counseling. Don't touch the secular when I'm talking to them. I send them to be secular for counseling. But I listen to what they say and I allow the word of God to give me a prescription. Mm-hmm. So I could give it to them and say, go and follow this. I've done it to little ones. Give them a word to encourage their lives. He says, let it dwell in you richly. In Psalms it says, I have hid your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's what David says to the Lord. I hid his word inside that he will not sin against you. We must meditate upon the word of God to make it of us. If the word of Christ dwells in you richly, then you ought to do better and we must be able to go and bring forth fruits. When the word of God is in you, you want to share it with somebody. You want to, you know, you're passionate about the Lord. When I first got saved, I was so passionate about the Lord. Everybody is just like Ali and I started in the gym. I just want to go and share the word with everybody. You have to hold back and have a study. You know how to do it. You'll put people up by this burden upon them about the word. You must be able to share what God has given you with others. Don't keep it to yourself. 
share the word of God with somebody else. Because that's the whole point when, you know, like Pastor says, let's read the Bible again. Because we need to have it within ourselves so that God can bless us. The fruit of singing, worshiping, thankfulness. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another with wisdom. When the word of God is you can speak with wisdom. You know, you're a man of maturity, you can speak with wisdom. You have your children at home, you have to speak to them with wisdom. Especially if you have a large family, you can't give one rules to all of them. You're not going to buy that. You have to deal with them as individuals. And so in the church, we have to deal with each other as individuals in using the word of God. One of the greatest things that can move us in, in the body of Christ is, is sin. It's a powerful tool. When you start to sing corporately, things happen. Way back when they had the slaves and when they couldn't pay things, and when, when, they, when they slave master did all that to them, when they get together, they started to come something, they started to sing, and they started to stand on their feet, and they feel better, they feel released because of the bondage they was under. So they're able to use the gifting of song that they can sing to rest their spirit before they meet another day. And so with us, some of you may be in very hard power job today, you don't even have time to read the word of God. But I remember when I was in the civil service and I was going to board meeting, and you know, you have a team that don't pay the stuff for you to take to board meeting. And you have to go to the board meeting. And sometimes with the paper they say, Oh God, what am I going to do now? And I just go into the room and say, what about to take off the whole year project? I talked to the Lord in the closet and said, Father, I'm going to this board meeting. I'm not going to be embarrassed. You have to help me here. Mm. And I relied upon God's word. Yes, I got to the board meeting and I'm just winging stuff and winging stuff. You know, I'm going to be winging stuff. I'll get back to you and this wing and this wing. How many stuff are you going to get back to me on this? But you know, I could do all sorts of stuff, but God gives me the spirit to go through it so that I won't get embarrassed. I got embarrassed my team. But wait till I see the team behind my doors and I slam the doors. Then we talk about reality. Then we talk about issues. And if it wasn't for the word of God, maybe don't say God do something actually against me. And this is how the word of God came in my spirit. And I dealt with very much, nothing happened. Because the word of God, I have to be an example to my work colleagues because they know that I was a pastor. We had a prayer room, and each of them was asking us to be in the prayer room. Once I said, Look, I'm here to receive the word, not to receive the word. And in the end, I'm going to say, okay, lunchtime, can we talk? 
And because they know the type of person I am, not selling myself, they know that I will tell you the truth in love and help you to get on to do what you need to do. And so in the church, I'm just continue to let the word of God dwell in richly. Let the word of God dwell in your heart so richly that doesn't matter what people say, you don't get in that spirit to upset you to let you want to not come back to church. Let the word of God dwell in you richly. I must cut down now and just finalize and just talk a little bit just more about the word. You know, when you know God, you get to know the Word. You have to be close to God. You have to walk with God. You have to live according to God's Word. You also become thankful to God for His Word, for all that God has done for you. You know, I said in John 1, verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Saints, Get up to your Bible and read the Word of God. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing the Word of Christ. Don't be ashamed or don't be discouraged. But if you struggle with reading the Word, I'll maintain it. Talk to someone. It can help you to overcome that. Because that's what the devil comes. He comes and bombards your mind that you can't even. Are you what the word of God says? That's what you never need this question. You think of when he took Jesus, was it Jesus took him and took on the high mountain? The devil, I'm going to use a Caribbean word, the devil, I would say I'm a beer face, the devil, I can't find the right English word to, to take Jesus upon the mountain and quote in scripture to Jesus. You see how you see how basic, you see how the devil is? He wanted to quote scripture to Jesus. Thank God, Jesus. The Holy Spirit was upon him. And as soon as the devil quoted the scripture, Jesus quoted another scripture. And Jesus quoted another scripture to him. And after all, Jesus went up and said, Get behind me, Satan. That's what we need to do to the devil. But the strategy that we use in our lives. We're not supposed to stand again because we just pray <coughs> that the Word of God take its full eminence in your life. We need to have the Word. Sometimes I tell you, it's hard. For me, brother, it's difficult to read the Word. But once you develop a strategy, the devil knows that he can't get to you, so he leaves you and will find something else. And we thank God. For our young people. You know, I like to see church with young people because they're all Christians. When we see kids get mature and they age and they age, we raise the young people to take over. You have to invest in them. Just like how we invest in our own children that you send them to school, to support them, to take them through college or university because they are your future. They are the ones you look up to. They are your investment. They have to look after them. And so, us in the church, we have to look after our young people so that they can be the future investment of this country 
And it's a shame that they're not old enough to just sort of take over the product as well. You know, we need some spiritual people there. At the moment, we can make decisions for the nation. And the word of God says, we must pray for those in authority. We need to pray that God will send godly people through the parliament. Godly people. We need to pray that our MPs they become godly and not afraid to talk about God in their Jesus. In closing, we're going to pray. I'm running this up to the right. I'm going to ask you to come forward here. So we classify as young youth. Because we're going to pray with you. You are my future generation. All the young people. Coming in Jesus. 
you may study you will be with them. Where there are difficulties, Father, you will build a faith around them. Right now, Jesus, we pray a special protection over their lives. When they are away from home with their friends, let the word of God dwell in their hearts that no negative spirit will be transferred into them. We pray a covering over their lives. Cover them, Jesus. Cover them, Jesus. Cover them, Jesus. Cover them, Lord. Cover them with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, we thank you, Lord. They are our future. They are our future generations, which are going to take cells and wherever they live for Christ. Let them not be ashamed talk about this and church now let's raise our hands and give God a shout for them Thank you. 